3: Hello, this is Larry Russ, former keyboardist and vocalist for the classic rock band Iron Butterfly. I'm hanging out rocking with Seattle Wave Radio.
2: Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at NorthwestPrime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Bob Nelson became a household name recently when his first film screenplay Nebraska was nominated for many awards, including an Academy Award. Bob has had a few months to process this experience, which in its own right would make a great screenplay. We're going to bring Bob on in just a little bit and discuss all of this. Bob lives on a little island off the coast of Seattle called Whidbey Island, one of my favorite spots really on, on the planet. And we want to talk to him about that. There's so much artistic and creative energy that goes on on Whidbey Island. We're going to be playing music by one of their uh, musicians out there, a little girl called Sophia Duchini. Not not so little. She's I think she's 17 now, but really growing up and making some great music. One of our favorite authors that we love to bring on and talk, Daisy Prescott, writes about experiences. With her, that her characters have on Whidbey Island. So, and my favorite coffee comes from Mucatillo Coffee, Happy Hippie Coffee, out on Whidbey Island. So if you're in the Seattle area at all and you really want to experience a very magical place, you'll want to take the ferry. It's not a very long ride, 30 minutes over to Whidbey Island. and just a magical, magical little place. I'm going to play a song from Sophia Duccini for you, and we're going to get Bob on the line. This is called by Sophia Ducini. We're going to play River Soul. We'll be right back.
1: River Soul, I can feel you right through my bones. Heart of gold, oh how it's simmers my Night like home, bring me back to my lover's home. It never shows The wind I fear For her Snick away.
2: And you can catch her in her day job down at Mokotio Coffee on Whidbey Island. They have the greatest, greatest coffee. And they have, there's so many great things about Whidbey Island. But right now, the really focus on Whidbey Island is our guest today, and that's Bob Nelson. So thank you, Bob, for coming on.
3: Well, thank you, Lori, for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Well, you really had a few months to process this experience. What are your best kind of takeaway on, on everything that's happened to you recently?
3: Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was a whirlwind, and it was much more intense than I thought. They really put you through the ringer with uh, Q&As and uh, panels. Uh, but in a way, uh, some of that turned out to be the best. Uh, uh, my biggest takeaway was uh, meeting fellow writers and uh, other people in the industry and uh, d- just getting a chance to uh, talk with them. And, and some of the best were events were actually the uh, non-awards events, events. Uh, uh, there was an Academy luncheon, and we also had a, a dinner with the uh, nominated uh, writers. And, and, and in that atmosphere, it's very relaxed, and you just have a chance to talk and share your experiences. And And uh, th- those were my favorite times.
2: Well, let, let's back up a little bit now so that we can kind of bring everyone up to speed. This, you wrote this like 10 years ago, though, and then it just kind of hung around out there for for 10 years?
3: I wrote it in, uh, yeah, 2002, actually. It was optional in 2003, and Alexander Payne, uh, the director, became attached that same year. Uh, So from then on, it was just a matter of waiting for when Alexander wanted to shoot it, and he didn't want to make it his next movie. He was just about to shoot sideways at that time. And he said it won't be the movie after Sideways. And uh, uh, none of us knew, and he didn't know, it would be seven more years before he shot his next movie, uh, which uh, which was The Descendants. So uh, he kept to his word. It just took 10 years. Um, We (laughs) were the movie after that. So uh, it it wasn't a case of uh, a lot of times your movie will go through development or uh, financing will fall through it or go from one studio to another. It was just a matter of of waiting for the right time for uh, Alexander to shoot it, and it it turned out to be a a great time. uh, uh, We had uh, uh, the perfect actors for it, and uh, they probably wouldn't have worked as well uh, 10 years ago. So you never know. Sometimes you just have to be patient and and wait for it to happen.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It it doesn't seem like that at the time, but you know, so many things in our life when we look back in retrospect, it just, it it all makes perfect sense. I really enjoyed the movie Nebraska. Um, Okay. And it's shot in black and white. And a lot of times, you know, you're thinking, well, oh, what's this going to be like? What, you know, how is this going to look? Am I going? Is it still going to capture my attention? But I don't know that it would have even worked in in color. I mean, it was it was so perfect to, to shoot it in black and white. Did you have any reservations about that?
3: Uh, well, that was all Alexander's uh, decision, and he he told us that in 2003. That was in his intention, and I loved the idea. Uh, uh, my Favorite movies are in black and white, uh, 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 so that was all great. But it, there was a worry about uh, it, that it would take away from the box office a little bit, and it, it probably uh, did have a, a little bit of an effect. But I think in the long run, over the years, I think it will wear well because of that, and uh, hopefully have a, a, a long legacy out there.
2: Well, I hope it does because what what this movie kind of hit on for me is we, we all kind of remember if you're of a certain age um, like I am that family road trips were, were part of our upbringing that many of us came from maybe original families that lived in the Midwest, mine in the South and back in, in the time I was growing up families didn't my family didn't have the money to visit family by plane. We didn't board a plane. We would take these long family road trips to Tennessee, and we would stop at other family members' houses along the way. So we lived in California. We'd stop in Texas and spend the night. We'd stop in Arkansas and spend the night, and then we would end up in Tennessee for a time, and then we'd work our way back around the country. And really, okay. a lot of our family memories were built on those road trips. And... Yeah. That was a really special time and 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 you had those memories which kind of bore out this this screenplay
3: well yeah, and one of the biggest memories of childhood, which uh a lot of nebraska is, is based on from uh was the uh, there were seven uh, family members i i had there were five siblings, and uh, all seven of us got in a station wagon and drove from Seattle uh, across to uh Minnesota and down into nebraska and back and uh, that's when i ended up uh, spending quite a bit of time in nebraska that summer and and uh, staying out on the farm and staying also in the in the small towns that our relatives had retreated to after the farming dried up and uh, uh, yeah so that uh, uh, really played a big part in, in writing this i don't know that i would have had the same experiences if like say if we'd had the money or the or the way to uh, to just fly back there and and uh, see people. We uh, met quite a few relatives on the way as well. So it uh, uh, yeah it all it all uh, had some sort of uh, impact on on my writing. So I I do appreciate uh, the, the fact now that we we were able to have that experience.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that a, a, another part that. W- was really I, I caught on to with this movie, is I really feel like every adult child should almost have a road trip with their, their parents. Because you really learn a lot about your parent when they're in a car, and 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 the character. in this, movie, he really, this whole, all these layers about his parents started unfolding when he was really trapped in this car, so to speak, mm-hmm. and and it really brought them closer together. And and I found that when I've gone on um, road trips with my parents, they they, they kind of seem like what like like, like what, what Woody was going through. Um, in the beginning, it kind of is almost a hassle you know you're like oh my gosh and then it develops into something really beautiful along the way
3: yeah and uh... uh... i also think it it'd be nice if if more children as they as they get older uh... take a visit to wherever their parents grew up and have them give them a little little tour and just try to uh, picture them uh... younger and uh... and uh... like yourself uh, uh... you know, a, a lot of us seem to think that our parents were born the same day we were, and didn't have any past lives, and uh, uh, weren't crazy uh, young kids uh, doing crazy things. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a nice uh, little trip for anybody to to just uh, go back to the hometown and and take a look around and and hear the stories, because otherwise they uh, you know, they don't usually come out. If you're if you're right there, you you, you know they'll they'll be reminded themselves and uh, tell you uh, something about themselves you never knew. So, it, yeah, it's a very special uh, opportunity to, to be able to do something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. There, there were so many parts of this screenplay, this movie, Nebraska, that just really hit home with me personally. And and I don't think I'm unlike so many other people because it, I, it, it did really hit, with a lot of people. This this movie had um, a lot of appeal. A lot of people just came away really loving it. The uncles, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, the World War II uncles all sitting around <laughs> visiting, and their idea of visiting was really not even talking, but just really watching the TV. I had uncles just like that. I had There were like five brothers, and they were all in the World War II, and, and when they would get together, it was a happy event but i don't remember much uh-huh. talking and, and and that had that sparked a memory for me personally
3: <laughs> well that is uh, those were my uncles too uh, exactly um, they'd get together after not seeing each other for sometimes years and they would sit there and they they would uh, really enjoy uh, being together and the experience but if they didn't have something to say they would just uh, sit there and enjoy the experience sometimes they weren't even watching television <laughs> like like they are in the movie they would just be sitting around in a circle and it'd get pretty quiet and then somebody would mention an old car and whatever happened to it uh, so uh yeah i i i love those guys uh, i grew up but you know uh i, I asked you know you, you could get them to talk if you asked them questions and they, they would mm-hmm. tell you but uh, uh it's uh yeah it's a uh, something I, I didn't really expect, to, like like you're saying, uh, that so many people would relate to that. But it's always great to hear. I've had people uh, from Brooklyn say, "I know it's, it's set in Nebraska, but uh, that's exactly like my family in Brooklyn." So you mm-hmm. never know hmm yeah. Exactly.
2: Well it, it really touched a chord and, and, and when you touch that that special place in people's soul you get magic. And that's that's what you were able to do with that and it was oh,
3: great.
2: I, I, I really <laughs> enjoyed it.
3: <laughs> oh, right.
2: And and your mom got a cameo in in the movie and was able to to go to some awards with you as well. So it was a family experience. Yeah.
3: No, it was, uh, it was great. I, I set the uh, movie uh, uh, you know, in the area of Nebraska she grew up, and uh, it doesn't always work this way, but they actually ended up uh, shooting in northeast Nebraska, and she went along with me. Uh, she has a sister in Norfolk, Nebraska, where they set up the production, and she stayed with her sister, and she'd get up in the morning and go to her job on the set, and uh, she's woman number one walking to the buffet bar, Uh, So she's got a pretty big role there, and she came down uh, when it premiered at the Chinese Theater in L.A., and she also came to the Academy Awards. How um, wonderful. Yeah, so uh, the whole thing was quite an experience for both of us to share.
2: Well, it's funny, i heard Oprah say one time the best gifts you could give people or experiences, and I've always really believed that. And um, what a great experience that came out of all of this that you were able to share with your mom.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's giddy. She's uh, been featured on uh, uh, Seattle television uh, news programs, and uh, she's been interviewed, and uh, she's had a great time through it all.
2: That's great. You now your roots were in comedy, and, we, and and we knew about almost live here in the Seattle area. But you know, obviously Nebraska is a drama. Do do you stay in drama now, or are you thinking about going back into comedy, or a little of dramedies, or where do you go from here? Well, so far,
3: yeah, I've I've pretty much been doing uh, yeah what you'd call dramedies, for lack of a better word. Um, all all of the stuff I've written so far has some humor. Uh, in it, uh, I have written a TV pilot that's probably more comedy than drama, but but even that uh, uh, ha- has a l- little bit of uh, of drama in it as well. Uh, so that it's just kind of the area I, I feel comfortable in. I, I grew up really admiring Billy Wilder and uh, uh, Hal Ashby, and uh, you know later Alexander Payne in his early movies before I even met him, and I also liked Horton Foote, who was. Uh, uh, more drama, uh, but the other guys uh, really combined uh, drama and comedy, and uh, uh, I always uh, liked that, even though it wasn't uh, a dominant form of, of cinema. He us- uh, usually you're either going for drama or comedy, but I always liked those ones that uh, intermingled uh, uh, because it, uh, to me it seemed like real life, where you know, uh, every day there's some Something funny and something sad, and uh, it's uh, the the bittersweet experience of life, and uh, that's what uh, I'm always hoping to aim for.
2: Mm -hmm. And that capture of the really the resilience in the human spirit, and like you said, you know, the good times and bad times, and rough times and happy times. And my my grandfather used to say, uh, "Life is great as long as you don't get weak." And uh, and, I, and I always remember that because uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: nobody really ever promised you, you know, just you know, a, a, a fun time. To, the whole time uh-huh. that there's ups and downs for for us all.
3: Yeah, Oh, no, it's uh, uh, you know, I I'm, I'm thinking of some of the movies I grew up on. You know, that's uh, Five Easy Pieces and you know, a lot of movies from the '70s and. A little later there being there and all that jazz and last detail Harold and Maude, uh they, they all uh, were able uh, to uh, uh, touch on uh, uh, things that uh, we, we all experience and uh, uh, make light of it but also uh, uh, you know really uh, touch something inside you and that, and that to me is the is the big goal and the and uh, uh, really what I'm I hope to keep doing if I can keep in the business and uh, maybe uh, get another one done so uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's always uh it, it's hard to to do, to pull off correctly and then it's even harder to sell those uh, type of stories but uh, uh, to me it's a, a worthy pursuit i'm going to keep trying to to do it
2: well we we all hope that that you do because you you write what what we like to watch C- can you stay? in in the business and and, and have a significant effect and not be living in LA can can you remain out on Whidbey Island and and, and still have a a good career
3: Uh, it it certainly does make it tougher Um, uh, if I do a television show I'll probably have to spend a lot more time down there Uh, I have started writing originals again I got away from them and did a lot of studio assignments and uh, I'm putting myself on as uh, director of these, so I could. Uh, th- there's one that looks like we might have the financing for. So if I can get this movie shot and uh, establish myself as a filmmaker and um, not just the screenwriting part of it, uh, I think I have a, a better chance of, of uh, staying out here on Whidbey more. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I'll be down in L.A. a lot pitching for assignments. And uh, mm-hmm. and they they do like to have you close by. Uh, when you're doing those so I'm I managed to get away with it for 10 years but uh, uh, we'll see it it, uh, the business has gotten a little tougher in those 10 years there are less assignments and um, less movies uh, being made by the studios anyway so uh, 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 independent seems to be the way to go so uh, I'm going to give it another uh, shot here for for the coming year and see what happens see if I can get a movie made
2: well, I, I know that you probably have a lot of support coming from Whidbey Island. It's it's a it's a close knit community. It's it's a small island. Everybody knows really everyone, and and when something mm-hmm. big happens like what happens to you, um, okay. you, you become huge as as a local celebrity, and I think Whidbey's been. Super proud of you. I, I know that they had you down at the Clyde, um, another magical place on Whidbey Island, an old movie theater. They did a, a, oh, yeah. a, a Q&A. Yeah. Well, what, what's it like By to kind space. of become you know, so popular amongst your neighbors?
3: <laughs> well, it, you know, it's, uh, for me, it's kind of a split experience. I, I, I love that uh, they responded to the film. The Clyde was a uh, great uh, uh, sellout audience, and the response to it was as good as I, I've heard uh, on the other hand, I'm not really uh, uh, someone who likes publicity for myself and, and necessarily likes to be recognized. So uh, my cover may have been blown. Uh, it was nice just to walk around uh, as a normal person and, and interact with people in that way, uh, rather than uh, uh, than reacting to you as some Hollywood entity. So uh, so it's uh, it's a little mixed, but I, I enjoy it and I I really enjoy that. Uh, uh, the way they responded to the film and uh, if they are proud to have uh the, the person who wrote that uh living here that's great uh but uh, uh I I like to uh uh just you know walk around and I, I as a as a writer I like to be able to observe people rather than being observed so uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that uh uh not too many people have seen my photo yet you know, so I can, <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, I could, uh, well, you know, wait. still sneak around and listen to their conversations and maybe gather a little <laughs> thought for a for a scene or a character. Yeah.
2: Well, it's a great place to people watch on, you know, certain uh-huh. places on on <laughs> Island. There's, it's, there's, yeah. there, there's a lot of great people, and and and, and you can walk around, um, and mm-hmm. you don't have to drive everywhere. You you can kind of walk. What what are some of your Favorite places to go to with, with, without giving away any of your secrets. Where you might be, people watching. What, what, what if, if somebody was coming to Whitby for the first time? What, what would you want them to know, and
3: go? Well, I always uh, I, uh, I, uh, there was main, one big reason I moved to Whidbey, and that's uh, I think uh, Ebe's Prairie area up near Coopville uh, is one of the loveliest places on earth, and it, it's great to be so close to that and be able uh, to visit. So I always take people who are visiting up there for a drive around, and they're always amazed. They didn't know there was such a place so close to Seattle with, with uh, that kind of scenery and then a view looking out over towards Port Townsend, and
0: uh, a
3: great place to, to uh, take a walk. Uh, so that's uh, – and I, I just love the small towns here, too, Langley and Coopville are, are two favorites. So uh, – uh that, th- those are uh the ma- uh the big things i love the lack of traffic and the uh easygoing atmosphere out here so uh that, that all uh is conducive uh conducive for me to uh get some writing done too i have no excuses for not writing out here it's quiet and uh, laid back and uh you know not, not too many of the the things that come up in the big city that uh can distract you so uh it's all on me now.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's why would be does attract so many creative minds is because you're very close to Seattle really. Um but because of the ferry situation and see only about a thirty minute ferry ride, it seems like you're a thousand miles away. And
0: yeah.
2: and so there's white deer supposedly i've never seen one i've seen a picture of one have uh-huh. you seen the magical white deer on Whidbey island
3: i haven't seen the white deer uh we have a we have the white tail deer here but uh yeah the whole uh yeah i've heard of it but <laughs> haven't seen it yet yeah we, we do have a lot of deer, uh, the, the just the normal average deer walking through our yard and uh, uh that's good enough for me <laughs>
0: there, there there are
2: a, a lot of deer around but it's Every time I've been over there, I've been looking for these white deer that supposedly, you know, are some mythical thing on Whidbey Island. I've never seen one yet, but and I've talked yeah. to people, and everybody seems to have heard of them. But no, there's uh-huh. I actually need to find a person who's actually seen one. Those those people seem yeah. to be mythical too. But somehow those white deer, that that, that mystery keeps living.
3: Well, I live here, and I've never met anybody who's seen one yet, either. So it might be a myth. I don't know, but <laughs> but you know, the kind of myth that keeps us looking out our windows and hopeful.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and and share a little bit of your experience and your journey with us today. It was really. It's a pleasure to be able to talk with you, and I really want to keep up with everything that you are going to be doing in the future because you write stories like I like to read, and, and oh. not only me, but, but but so many other other people.
3: Well, that's great. It's been a pleasure here too. I really appreciate it, Lori.
2: No problem. And I'm going on a road trip with my mom to Whidbey Island, and we're going to be there. Uh, <laughs> Of, in a, in a couple of weeks it's one of my mom's favorite places too so oh, great. i i, I kind of have a love hate relationship it's like i want to tell people about it but i'm one of those horrible people that like i want to know about it but i don't want it to like i don't want to bring a million other people there and ruin yeah. it but 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 <laughs> i but i want to be in that group that's able to come <laughs> well, just share it with the people you really
3: <laughs> really like yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Yeah. All right, Bob, best of luck. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Okay.
3: Thank you, Lori. Appreciate
2: it. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
2: What a great guy, Bob Nelson, and I really take, uh, really appreciate the time that he took to be able to come on and, and talk with us. And, and I will say, in, in all seriousness, Woodby Island is a very magical place, and if you do get the time to visit Seattle area, uh take the time. It's like $7. You ride the ferry over to Whidbey Island, and and uh, once you leave, you may leave it physically, but but you'll never be able to uh, escape it emotionally. It, it'll touch your soul forever. If you can not get to Whidbey Island... I'm going to refer back to Daisy Prescott. She used to live on Whidbey Island. She now lives on the East Coast, and she writes these books that take place on Whidbey Island and and kind of the surrounding islands as well. And One of them is Gooey Ducks Are for Lovers, and that's the first book I started out with, and the next one's Ready to Fall. But but they're they're, they're really great books, and and you really can taste the island living on Whidbey Island. So I I would uh, definitely recommend that to you. If you haven't seen Nebraska, you definitely, definitely want to see Nebraska, especially if you ever took a road trip with your family, if you've taken a road trip with your parents, and if you have those uncles that, that you remember from World War II that all used to get together, the brothers, and, and kind of sit around it. will sow many, many memories for you. We're going to play out to Sophia DeChini again, another Whidbey Island. There's so much creativity that goes on to track creativity people on Whidbey Island. And Sophia, like I said, she's very young. She's like 17, but um, in her daytime, she's working at Mochitio Coffee, which Daisy Prescott and I both absolutely love. I'm sure Bob does too. And um, by night, she, she's a singer. She's won a lot of awards, and she takes the ferry and, and her equipment uh, over to Seattle and, and plays at night, and she plays all around Whidbey Island as well. We're going to play, what should we play? Let's play Dressed Up in White by Sophia Duchini.
1: this game the sun sings in the sky that's when my baby loves to fly he sings like a bird and comes down sweet when crying
2: Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.
0: This is Matthew Meadows, better known to some of you as Rango the Dog, and you're surfing the seas of mojo with Seattle Wave Radio. Catch the wave.